House Civis Broadcasting. the sixth of Cyphorus, Year of the Kingdom, 997. I've actually got a really nice announcement. So we've taken all of your consideration as we've gotten quite a few messages and uh, letters and uh, gmails, <laughs> and we've decided on a name for our Echoer show. Are you ready, Silas? You got a drum roll? Chronicle of Echoes. Isn't that nice? Isn't that such a nice name? I mean, it, it wasn't one I approved, um, but it'll have to do. All right, Silas, let's start off with a little bit of news. Well, that sounds fantastic. This past week, a very odd occurrence happened on the House Orion Lightning Rail. Mole Afternoon and wrote, The passengers aboard the Afternoon Express to Starlaska were shaken as what seemed to be a bear approached the lightning rail. Some of those aboard reported the bear did indeed catch up with the train, while other guests reported that the lightning rail shuddered from the caboose shortly after the bear disappeared from view. It seems the creature had come from the bear's wood and approached at full speed in order to catch up with the moving lightning rail. One eagle-eyed passenger noticed that a satchel was hanging from the bear as it was running. Now, when House Orion guards inspected the caboose of the train, a single passenger stood in the caboose car, Baron Ursanus of Brayland, a renowned fighter and a member of the community, and wrote, Some sources say Baron Ursanus is planning on purchasing a home in Charn, though we haven't been able to confirm that as of yet. The Baron said there was a terrible noise. And, as an adventurer, he thought he should check out what all the fuss was. One of the Orion guards on the scene did note that the Baron's clothes were disheveled, as if he had recently been in a scuffle. We asked members of House Fidalis if they knew anything about this odd situation. Their representative stated that there were no mage-bred bears on the loose, and that as far as they knew, a bear would not willingly run toward the lightning rail. So that should take a load off of all of our minds. <laughs> I agree. Oh, that would be kind of scary knowing that one of those big old bears could just jump out at you. <laughs> you, you know, uh, I've, I've always been a fan of the lightning rail. And uh, mm -hmm. I will say there is no safer form of travel. I, you're never going to see me in an airship, I'll tell you that. Because they always feel a little uneasy. As residents of Sharn, I'm sure all of our listeners are aware of the ruckus that was caused by the escape of the animals from Morgrave University this week. I have been asked to read a message to all of our listeners. Morgrave University would like to reassure everyone that the Zenderic animals that escaped in the city are not poisonous, venomous, or magically dangerous. However, if you or anyone 
does see one, please notify the guard immediately, as extended proximity can be harmful. Thank you. Our next piece comes from our partnership with the Sharn Inquisitive. Prices for raw dragon shards have almost doubled in recent weeks, leaving shard brokers with scant supplies but hefty profits. Though dragon shards are not available in public markets, they are common in the exclusive private auction houses in the Coronath district. Yesen Ertenek, owner of Silverpick Prospecting, said that his company has had recent production difficulties in both the Shadow Marches and Kabara. Thus, bidders are competing for a smaller supply of dragon shards, and prices are rising. He says that while output in Shadow Marches has been good, it seems that some caravans are going missing on the trip home. Ertenek attributes this to the high amount of banditry in Drome. He suggested using different routes or even hiring House Lirinder for sea or air travel, or a cheaper but more risky solution of increasing the guards for the caravans. Now, Dragon Shard broker Pavlika Grill said that supply distributions are only exasperating a surge in demand for the Dragon Shards which have a variety of magical applications. As we explained before, that's how the Echoers work. I'm glad we got ours when we did. I agree. There are always representatives from the dragon-marked houses at the auctions. As the houses are always in need of dragon shards, regardless of the grade, some newer collectors and crafters have been visiting the auctions as well. But they seem to be less picky about the quality of the dragon shard. Grill speculated that the newcomers to the Dragon Shard auction houses are probably commodity speculators. She thinks that all of the Dragon Shards will return to the market when speculators think the bubble will burst. Now we do have a whole new segment for all of you. It's called Aloofy's Advice Corner. In this segment, we'll be taking questions from our Echoer listeners. Silas is going to go ahead and read these off, and I will give advice as best I can. Now, these will be different messages that we have received via our Gmail system. Once again, that is HouseCivisEchoerStation at gmail.com. There are other ways they can get in contact with us as well. Of course. There's uh, the little pads of paper that we left at the bottom of every Echoer device. We look forward to your comments. And, of course, if you like this, uh, make sure to put a little drawing, a thumbs up on the little comment pads. Or maybe a little heart. Oh, a heart. That, that, that would also be something. Smiley face. Oh, a smiley. I, I, I would be delighted to see those. If you are a fan of the Echoer system, please make sure to take the time to speak with our subscribe. He's one of our scribes there. He'll make sure that you get up-to-the-date information. Let's go ahead and continue with the questions now, okay, Silas? Well, I'd be delighted to. Now, I apologize in advance for any, any mispronunciation of some of these names. I'm going to do my best. Vaughn and Kesh, a Galindar wayfinder and restaurant owner in the Cogs, wants to know why it is that when he procures game from the king's forest, he is accused of poaching, but no one seems to mind him hunting rats here in the city. Okay, um, so I feel like with this one, it's really because the king's forest belongs to 
King Boronel. And so whenever you, it's like you're stealing from the king, which is obviously not good. Don't do that. Moreover, I feel like in the king's forest, you know, it's it's like that's that's prime meat right there. That's really yummy stuff. But rat meat from the cogs, it's got a little bit of a, you know, a, it's a flavor of the cogs, let's be honest. Next question, please. Sora Esma, a traveling merchant, wonders if she is out of touch with the post-war economy and would like to know if a lock of elven hair is still worth a childhood memory. So I feel like the economy that uh, Sora Esma, was it? it? It was indeed Sora Esma. She's working in a different economy. Now, do I think that I would trade a childhood memory for a lock of elven hair? No. Simply because you can get a lock of elven hair from your average barber shop. Absolutely right. Now, if it was something more exotic than elven hair? Possibly. This question is from Fen, a changeling youth here in Sharn. He writes... The giant owl in the bazaar sold me this very authentic, new and improved wyvern shard, but I am worried that it is just a painted rock. Should I trust their word that it can bind spirits? You should not trust them. So the wyvern shards that he's talking about, well, you're mistaking them with dragon shards. They're they're not very magical at all, except for when you want a best friend. I have... A best friend, Wyvern Shard. His name's Robert, and I keep him on my bedside table, and I talk to him whenever I'm feeling particularly lonely. That feels like a great place to end that answer. Anonymous from Sean writes, I met this really cute guy as a guy, so then I put together this whole thing where I met him as a woman. We're in a relationship now, and he keeps telling me about the other guy he met that reminds him of me, and I'm not sure if I can tell him, oh, could he be listening to this? Oh, Sovereigns and Six. Oh, uh, yeah, that, that would clearly be something You're you would want You're not supposed to say that on the air pathways. Oh, my, my apologies. I didn't realize I, I swore there at the end. You might be feeling like, well, I was someone else when I met them, or I looked a different way when I met them. Maybe they won't like me for who I am. Or maybe they'll feel like I've betrayed them. But I promise you that if you just explain the situation, say, this is who I really am. And you need to understand that I love myself. And you should love me for who I am. Because that's what is really important.
will be discussing Siri and what is possibly the most horrific event in recent history, possibly ever. The morning affected many lives, and it is not something anyone will forget anytime soon. I implore anyone who's been touched by the, this topic and finds it too difficult to bear to close your echoer. I implore those who are not directly affected by this to walk home with that person who's now leaving the Echoer Lounge of the Civis Station. Pay for the refugee's ale who's getting ready to leave. I implore the elite of Sharn, sitting in those ivory and marble towers, to donate their galifars to many of the charities for Syrian refugees. Or to invest in the building of new Siri. I would like to now say something as one person talking to all of the refugees out there. It may have felt like the host and the flame abandoned you. And who knows, maybe they did. But here and now, you are not lost. You are not abandoned. There is hope. Sometimes you just, you have to find the echoes of hope. Get to the source. Follow these echoes of hope and find home. We lift our voice and sing this day from Scion Sound to Kraken Bay. Within our hearts, you always stay. Siri, we love all that you are, Siri, the jewel of Galifar. Olaroon 20th, Year of the Kingdom, 994, the Day of Mourning. Over one million lives lost in an instant. No matter how you feel, about the last war. It's hard to stomach the idea that someone wanted it. It's hard to know exactly how to feel at this moment in time. We are going to be talking about very difficult things, but we will not be discussing the alleged cause of the day of mourning. There are quite a few unfounded theories and it would be disrespectful to those that have died, to spread those rumors. And I ask the public to try and keep that thought in mind when we are discussing the morning. Until we have actual information, what you are doing may seem like it is helpful, but it is irresponsible. Today, uh, we have with us a survivor of the Day of Mourning, Ms. Amaya Ordonez, formerly of Easton. We want to thank you so much for coming in and talking with us about this topic. Yes, th thank you so much. Thank you both for having me. Before we begin, I would like to take a moment to paint a picture of Sire for our listeners. I may not be from Metro, but I did spend some time there when I was younger, and uh, I have never been able to shake the idyllic image in my head. It holds a special place for me because... It is one of my few favorite memories. 
from before the war began. My grandfather was absolutely obsessed with the lightning rail. People ride it all the time now, but at that time it was brand new, such a fresh thing. It was kind of like airships are now. Exactly. It was a very similar feeling at that time. My grandfather spent a small fortune to be on the first ride. He actually had a model lightning rail in his office, and I I loved playing with it. So he brought me on a trip all the way out to Gatherhold. We took the line through Metrol. I remember seeing it in my head. It was absolutely the best of every nation. Sharn is massive and tall. Korth is old and stoic. Flamekeep has its massive cathedral, but Metrol had everything. The palaces of Vermishard towering above the entire city. The Cathedral of the Sovereign Host, a beautiful testament to Thranian architecture, but for the host. There was a museum, the, um, the Wynarn Institute. I had a conversation with King Galifar. I knew it was an illusion, but it all felt so real. There has never been a more beautiful city, and I don't think that there ever will be. I mean, Sharn's a pretty great city. <laughs> oh, oh, of course. Sharn is my home and will always be. I love every stone. But Metrol felt like my dreams made real. Things I could never imagine. Things I will never see again. <clears throat> Apologies. But, but I'm sure that the insight that you have is, is much different. I spent a few happy days there, and you spent your entire life. I did. I was born there and raised in Siri. It is a very unusual feeling that it's gone. Like a missing limb. You know, it's not there, but sometimes you can feel it, and it hurts. I can't even imagine. It must be unbearable. It is. Absolutely it is. I'm angry, but I'm really sad for all of the lives lost. My family, my friends. Does living in New Siri with the other more... Uh, uh, <laughs> excuse me. Uh, refugees. Does that help with the feeling of loneliness? It can. Especially because I know a few people from before who I speak with. It is nice to share those memories. It makes the hurt a little easier. My favorite is when people make those recipes from back home. Throw in a couple of bottles of sear and booze. The whole lot of us will end up doing the tego. And it feels very much like being home. <laughs> that sounds lovely. It sounds like Siri is... Alive and well in the hearts of its people. It, it is. New Siri has its problems, but we're creating a life from broken pieces. It will take time. I think I can say that we can all understand that. We do uh, briefly want to touch on what you went through that day. You were there, just outside of Thrain, in Sire. If you can, 
please take our listeners through that day. I was placed in a group shadowing House Caneth artificers doing repairs in the field. We would go through older battlefields and recover siege weapons, warforged, really anything we could quickly dig up for us to use. I was placed in a group shadowing House Caneth artificers doing repairs in the field. What exactly would that entail? We would go through older battlefields and recover siege weapons, warforge, really anything we could quickly dig up for use. Our job was mass quick repair, and then Kaneth would come in and fine-tune everything. It was gruesome work, but it wasn't being on the front line. It was fairly a quiet day. We had stopped for a break after digging down a forge. And that is when I saw something off toward Metrol. A small shape in the distance. I... I... It's, it's quite all right. Please take your time. I watched as it began to expand more and more. That is when I realized that something was wrong. Nothing should move that quickly or be that big. I yelled to the others around me to run, and I began to take off as well. As I took a moment to tap into the magic around me, pulling at it, shaping it, weaving it into my boots to give me incredible speed. A simple infusion of my father had taught me. My legs began before I could think to run, pushing, pushing on as quickly as we could. I made my way to the border. I saw others around me, flocks of people all running for, for that same edge. Speaking of the border, I'm sure you've heard the rumors that are alarming to most of us. That Thrain forces slaughtered, fleeing refugees. Is that what you saw there? I have read those salacious accusations, and I must say that I was there. I was at that border. I watched as those soldiers protested and attempted to keep us back. It took them a few moments to understand what was happening, and they immediately let people through. I have heard people talk about the slaughter of the, the people of Siri, and I can say without question that those reports are untrue. I never saw a troop take up arms against anyone. We stood side by side watching the mist spread and take over more and more. I had heard that people saw it up close, but I also heard that the soldiers of Angwar Keep were blinded by what they saw. I also heard of a blinding light on Saren Road. A searing light? Is, is that what you saw? I can't speak to that. Maybe that was the height of the keep or the location of the troops at Saron. What I saw was a solid curtain blotting out everything it passed. This small speck in the distance had become a rumbling wall destroying all I'd ever known. I swear, I saw faces as it moved. The faces of those that it crashed over sucked into that unfeeling mist. After composing ourselves, we began to move again. But the wall slowed and eventually stopped. I found several of the workers from the camp and hugged them. Not everyone made it. We cried for what we had lost. Take your time. Was that the hardest part of it? 
knowing that you're running not only for your life, but that you're leaving behind so much. Siri, its cities, your people. Those things clearly factored in when I saw the mist moving in, but the immediate focus was just living, just getting beyond that danger. Once that mist stopped, then everything started to settle, and I felt myself begin to process what was actually happening. It wasn't losing the land because we were searing no matter where we go. It wasn't even losing the people. Loss is a part of life. I think, for me, the hardest part was losing the history, the memories, those things that no real value, but are treasures nonetheless. The gloves that my great-grandmother wore the day of her wedding passed down through my family. My father's tools, each handle handcrafted from darkwood. In his hands, they could do almost anything. He was working on siphoning the essence from a thundering blade. Something went wrong. Cacophony had upended most of the shop. My father was all right, but the hammer he used. The wood had been cracked. He mended it immediately, but you could still see the line where it had been reforged. I remember tracing it over and over again. Feeling that slight imperfection, that, that thing made it ours. I would give anything to be able to trace that line again. You aren't alone. I know it may feel it, but you're not. You may have lost those things, but you can't lose the memories. I can't forget. No matter how much time has passed, I have to be careful when I am traveling or working. I catch sight of the horizon, and I can see it again. The line in the distance, it's there, and I'm running again. I can feel it shaking the ground again. I can't stop. I'm there again, and my limbs won't stop. I'm, I'm so sorry that you went through such an ordeal, and that you lost those close to you. I'm certain that I speak for all of Corvair. When I say what you have lived through, no one should have had to endure. But I'm not the only one. I know so many others who feel this. So many others are living in those days. But I know my voice is being heard today. Our stories are being heard. Thank you. No. Thank you. And as a small token of our thanks, we got you this. We weren't sure your ring size, but the artificer assumed. Nope, not assumed. Assured me. We weren't sure of your ring size, but the artificer assured me that it would resize. It's Cyrite. It may never be your father's hammer, but it is a piece of sire you can take with you anywhere you go. Now, uh, this was actually crafted by one of the jewelers over at the Caneth Enclave. We told them what we were planning to do here today, and the house wanted to show their support for you and for the people of Sire. They donated this ring and did a little something else. So I'm going to read the response that they sent. The day of mourning took a small piece from everyone. It is our great pleasure to give back to the people of Sire. 
Nexar the 14th, all the way until the 11th of Aerith, we will be noting a tenth of our sales at every House Canada approved shop in Charn. Every crown, sovereign, Galifar, and platinum dragon will be donated to the town of Newsire to use as it sees fit. And for this special day, we will be introducing a line of siren-style blades made of syrite. Stand with us and help protect the people of Sire. And remember, nothing cuts quite like a Kenneth. I, I can't thank you both enough. And everyone here at House Silvis. And House Kenneth. And House Kenneth, of course. Of course. Thank you, House Kenneth. Do you have anything else you would like to say to our listeners before we go, Amaya? Just thank you for letting me talk about my family and my heritage. Thank you. Silas? I I can't. I, I didn't... I didn't expect all of this to hit me as hard as it has. It may be called the morning, but mornings are the start of a bright new tomorrow. Stay safe and listen for those echoes of hope. <laughs>